and welcome to My Streaming Bubble. That sound that was a weird hello, I felt like. So hello, and welcome <laughs> to My Streaming Bubble, the podcast where I talk about the shows I love with the people I tolerate. I'm your host, Jen, and today is another bonus mini bubble. But this time, I'm joined by Laura, the first of the tolerables, the walker of wobbles, the lover of villains, and the eater of cheese. Welcome, Laura. Hi! Oh my god, I need that on a business card. <laughs> I knew Walker you'd love it. Wobbles, <laughs> I've never been so perfectly summarized in my life. We'll definitely get that on some merch or something. Maybe get you a hat or a can koozie or something. I don't fucking know, but... <laughs> a sash. A ni- Ooh, a nice sash. <laughs> just, First of the tolerables. I can't even crumbed. picture you in a, like, a, in a sash. That feels I super weird. I, I can't either, except I have been once. So I do have that like traumatizing memory to unrepress if we really need to. <laughs> no, we don't need to. We'll talk about some other traumatic shit. And that is season one of House of the Dragons. Nice. Thank you. (laughs) So this is just going to, we're going to try and keep it quick and dirty like our villains. And we are just going to kind of share our general thoughts of season one of House of the Dragons, which is on HBO Overy. Um, I think they're still calling it HBO Max, but we know the direction that it's going because they just canceled like the Green Lantern series or they've released Finn Whitrock from the contract because he was going to be the lead in that. So any either way. Disappointed. You know so, how much I love Green Lantern. I know. I know you do. But yeah, so HBO over is still kind of out there hemorrhaging shit, but they've got House of the Dragons. Season one just ended. This recording was not planned at all whatsoever. I messaged you on Laura on Sunday. No, Saturday. Whatever. One of those things. (laughs) It ended in a Y. It ended in a Y, and it Mm. was a day I was home. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a down. Yeah. So, yeah. So spoilers for season one of House of the Dragons. Uh, We're just going to get right into it, share our thoughts and everything. So, Laura, what did you think of this spinoff to Game of Thrones? You know, I started watching it rather warily because we all know how Game of Thrones ended. And if you don't, maybe you're better off for it. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, watching Game of Thrones for the first like five seasons and maybe part of the sixth was like watching a master class in chess and not the cheating kind mm-hmm. um but then it just like fell off a cliff mm-hmm. um so house of the dragon came out and i resisted watching it for quite a while like several of the episodes were out at this point before i was like oh fine and Mainly it's because, you know what, I really like Matt Smith as Doctor Who. He's my favorite doctor. Not saying he's the only good doctor, but he's my favorite, and mm-hmm. I stand by that. So it's like, I, I got to give him a chance in something else. Like, I've never seen him be a villain before, and I'm definitely not letting his first villain experience be Morbius. So, <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. House of the Dragon it is. And I was pleasantly surprised. I really enjoyed it. You know, it had that slow burning build to it 
that early Game of Thrones was was well known for. And if you want something a little more fast paced, then shouldn't be watching this show in the first place. But <laughs> <laughs> man, uh, it really it really hooked me in. And it's funny because I was watching this like in parallel with the Rings of Power, and the Rings of Power is you know based on some pretty awesome material is visually stunning and uh the dialogue is as fanciful as ever but so boring in comparison i still enjoyed it Mm -hmm. but house of the dragon had my attention better Mm -hmm. and and it got my husband's attention too and he had he had no patience for rings of power so i loved the show yeah, I think I'm I'm right there with you with kind of going in this very warily and I didn't want to get overly excited. I mean, even when I watched like the trailer, it was hard to just kind of like scale it back because I was like, oh, it looks really good and there's dragons and I'm excited to go back to Westeros and everything. But I tried to keep myself in check, but this show had me. I I know a couple of people that had said at least you know with the first few episodes kind of slow. Not not enough for them maybe in comparison to Game of Thrones, especially like the later seasons of Thrones cuz I always thought the first season of Thrones was kind of slow. Like we actually my husband and I actually stopped watching Game of Thrones or he stopped watching somewhere around episode 3 or 4. Because there was just too much uh, world building, you know, context, backstory, who these, you know, who the houses are, the places, just setting up the chessboard and everything. Mm -hmm. So he stopped watching and I kept going. And it wasn't until in Game of Thrones, Viserys got his gold crown from Uh Khal Drago, where I was like, dude, you've got to come back to this. I was like, you'll, we'll skip those two episodes you missed. It's fine. And we'll start right with, I think that was like episode six or seven or something um, when the series gets his crown and Ben went all in ever since. With season one of House of the Dragons, I think I was ready for the slower pacing Mm -hmm. and or at least I knew to expect the world building and kind of laying everything out very similar how they did with that first season of Thrones. So I was ready for that. I was patient with it. And I enjoyed I enjoyed this season a lot. And I have thoughts about the finale. But overall, mm-hmm. I'm kind of surprised at like how into Westerosi politics I have gotten. And <laughs> I think I just miss hating people in Westeros. So <laughs> this was so nice to go back to being like, oh, God, I can't stand you. And oh, you slimy fucker, Otto. <laughs> <laughs> there's a few names you could insert oh my god so many fucking names i think i saw a meme that was like it's not who's the best it's like which warlord or like uh no uh i don't remember it was funny and i fucked it all up but (laughs) (laughs) war criminal which war criminal are you rooting for in in, uh, house of the dragons that is kind of what when it comes down to it really and maybe an over silly simplification but it's I don't, they're not wrong. So what's interesting for this with Game of Thrones um, versus this show is that the source material is complete. Mm -hmm. It's completely available. So my hope is 
um, you know, where there's creative deviations, fine. Some of them made sense and I think made for better TV. But my hope is when we get to the finale of this whole thing, it's not just going to be the absolute disappointment that we experienced the last time around. Mm-hmm. But it also makes it very difficult to not just go and spoil the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So my first I want to ask you real quick with this season one, because we see time jumps, a lot of time jumps between episodes. Um, I don't remember if any happened within within an episode. I think it was all pretty much episode to episode, at least that kind of first half. Mm -hmm. Um, How did you think about the time jumps and kind of the overall pacing of this first season? Uh, You know, I hope that this wasn't the result of them still trying to figure out the pacing because at times it seems like perfect pacing, right? Mm -hmm. And the time jumps would have made sense too. Like I wasn't bothered by them holistically or anything. Mm -hmm. It it makes sense. They established the precursor relationships and and now they're showing how they changed. But the inconsistency of application in terms of characters aging was visually jarring uh, i get viserys aging as much as he did mm-hmm. maybe as like uh you know the result of his illness whatever it was leprosy flesh eating bacteria i'm not sure but maybe that's part of you know what's happening to him but like <laughs> Rhaenyra ages considerably damon does not they just mm-hmm. took some of his makeup off and, you know, you can see more of his crinkles, right? But then, like, Kristen Cole doesn't mm-hmm. age at all. Like, they didn't think to put some lines on his face or, like, put some gray in his hair. Something. Just something. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, what the hell? If you're one of the Kingsguard, do you drink from a fountain of youth or something? <laughs> You would think he'd be, like, super stressed out, especially carrying all that fucking bullshit puppy dog eyes for a one-night stand 20 years ago. Yeah, that there's a whole lot to, uh, like, unwrap there, um, mm-hmm. seriously. And there wasn't the scene, too. That took ages. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty sure, like, Rhaenyra was 14 in those <laughs> early episodes. And uh, just like, oh, is is that the age of consent in Westeros? Is that the age you're considered an adult? Because wasn't wasn't either her father or Damon talking about like when they were 16, they came of age, and I'm like, well, this is a bit younger than that, so I, I'm not sure. Yeah, and it's like, but then it's like that scene took so long. It's like, dude, Kristen, you had so many opportunities to stop that. Mm-hmm. why didn't you <laughs> <laughs> yeah christian cole let's talk about i want to talk okay so for me with the pacing i get the time jumps like the pacing it's it's weird it's like i was cool with it and then there were some points where i i just i wanted a little bit more so i wanted to explore a little bit more of maybe the younger rowdy damon and for not horny reasons maybe a few horny reasons but uh just a little bit more of some of these time uh periods of time that we're in that we get per episode like this season was 10 episodes long i think i would have been fine had it been maybe 12 to kind of extend on some of those bits 
like young Damon and just kind of his wild ways and his like his ultimate little brother move with the um the crab people or whatever at the beginning uh, yeah. of the season that shit had me fucking cracking up because the series is all like oh i'll help you you're my brother i love you blah 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 <laughs> and Damon's like, just the most little brother shit i've ever fucking seen in my life and yeah. goes out and wins his war his just him his way so but then again like those like the crab people maybe they'll come back in next season or something but I would have liked a little bit more. I thought maybe they were going to be the baddie of the season or something, like a major conflict. But it was resolved in a few episodes. I think, though, like with that, because the major conflict, as we know, the whole point of the show is the Dance of Dragons. Mm-hmm. Like, do you really need another external conflict to draw away from that? Mm, fair um, point. And... The only thing I was thinking was like, oh, I bet these crab people are like the precursors to the Greyjoys. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking 100%. <laughs> oh, what well, you said may never die. I get it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those fucking Greyjoys. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So the pacing I liked, I did like it. And I actually liked um, like the aging of the series. I thought they did a really, really good job with him and his makeup and just adding that bit more and more each episode until he's at one point. I'm like, am I watching The Walking Dead? Because <laughs> dude was fucking dead looking and walking around. Don't know how, yeah. but sheer force of will. <laughs> yeah. But I really loved just the work that went into that character and his gradual aging throughout the first season. I thought his aging probably made the most sense visually. Mm-hmm. And you're you're absolutely right with like Damon and Renera and everything and Alicent. And it's funny because when we saw grown up Alicent and Renera, because the actress that plays grown up Alicent, I recognize, I know her from Bates Motel. Oh. And so <laughs> I immediately recognized her. And then I, questioned my sanity i'm like how long have you been playing this character did they de-age you and then you know completely like my brain was just not picking up on the fact that no it was straight up an, a different actress for when mm-hmm. uh alice and renera were younger so i have to give it up to the casting because casting of the older two women they did a really amazing job with i agree with uh Alicent and Renera because I literally thought I was like wow that was some really stealthy CGI makeup work in those first handful of episodes where I didn't realize I knew this person I no, I'm just an idiot so but yeah so Sir Christian Cole so okay speaking of Alicent and you had were talking about Christian Cole these were two characters I was not expecting to fucking hate as much as I end up I fucking hate them I hate them so much. I was not prepared to hate Alicent. I was not prepared to hate Christian Cole. I was more than ready to hate Otto. And then the Larry's. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. So 100%. <laughs> mm-hmm. I hate Christian Cole. Mm-hmm. He's a and little bitch. Sorry. Like, maybe for the first few episodes, I didn't because he was actually doing his job and guarding the princess and, you know. He like, seems so sweet and nice being cool and romantic. About it. Yeah. <laughs> being cool about it. But like the moment, you know, they hook up, I'm like, 
okay, everything I thought about you was wrong and how you handle this now is um, going to determine how despicable you are. And he's like, well, <laughs> hold my beer. Because, mm-hmm. uh, hold my gold. Damn. Club. Yeah. Damn. Like, first, he's all like trying to get Rhaenyra to run away with him when she's 14 years old. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, she's going to make a sound decision either <laughs> <Get> way. <laughs> And then when he gets rejected, he's like all angry about it to the point where he openly murders someone in the middle of the hall. Right. For for an implication, a whispered yeah. implication, and no consequences. And I'm like, huh? Yep. He's yep. a he's a white cloak. He's a king's guard. You there should be consequences for that. Mm-hmm. And oh, uh, and then like he's so bitter about this. That however many years later this is, and Rainier is the adult, you know, having family of her own, and she's having like what five kids with a sixth one on the way. Uh, like, mm-hmm. um, we gotta imagine a decent amount of time has passed, right? And and he's like still mad about it. And I'm it, like, Dude, so what? You're you're like being codependent with Allison now? How is that better? Like, are you two hooking up? That's what I was wondering for a while, but I don't I don't think anything like that was going on. No, but no. she obviously saved him from any repercussions from murdering uh Rhaenyra's husband's lover. Right. And also from breaking his vow of celibacy. Mm-hmm. Like that's you know, dis- you you get thrown out of the King's Guard for that. Like mm-hmm. you're dishonored, you lose all everything you know, and he lost nothing. And it's like everything this man does, like he shows open favoritism and brutality when he's training the boys. And that's not honorable. Like a King's guard is supposed to be no repercussions. Mm -hmm. He kills a a small council member, no repercussions. Oh my God. I'm just like, I fucking hate you so much. Mm -hmm. Allison, I find a little harder to hate. I, I really do. But I think that's because the show has painted her in a more nuanced, sympathetic kind of light. Like, I mean, we do have the misfortune of seeing a sex scene between her and Viserys. And it's quite clear that she is not enjoying herself at all. Mm -mm. So I don't think she's ever experienced, like, love or gratification. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) woohoo! Uh, her kids are absolute tossers, except for the daughter. <laughs> uh huh. But she's, you know, like a Cassandra type prophecy teller. Nobody listens to her type thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, she probably is just looked at it with like disappointment or whatever. But like, I I got the impression that Rhaenyra and Alicent loved each other, perhaps mm-hmm. not entirely in a platonic way. Mm-hmm. But uh, Rhaenyra loved Damon way more. Mm-hmm. Like, but uh, for Alicent, I think that was like her person. So yeah. she kind of lost that too uh, out of the sense of duty. And, um, you know, when the rest of the council was plotting to, to supplant Rhaenyra, she actually objected to it. You know, so there were those there were those pieces. But it's all wrapped into a nice little package of her father 
the despicable Otto Hightower groomed her for this shit. Mm-hmm. And he's also creepy as fuck. You look so like your mother in this light. Yes. And I'm just like, like, seriously, this poor woman has just been the victim of, of grooming and like sexual predator type behavior her whole life. Now, to Viserys's credit, he was manipulated just as much and he genuinely cared for her mm-hmm. and, and all of that. So I'm not saying he was the predator here. Right. But she wasn't she wasn't in love with him. Like she may have grown to care for him, love him, and she has a tremendous sense of duty, but she wasn't in love with him. There was no romance there. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, she's got her father, and then then Laris enters the picture. And I didn't want to hate him. I really didn't. Because I'm like, yay, a cripple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, you know, he has a position of possible importance. Is he going to be the new master of whispers? This is so cool because, like, his foot makes a whispery sound when he walks. Like, is that that, like foreshadowing? (laughs) That's how that whole nickname came about. It does. It originated with Larry's because his foot whispers when he walks. (laughs) (laughs) But no, of course not. Sure, he's a bit of a master of whispers, but he's also a giant masturbator with a foot fetish. <laughs> oh my god! And like he is staring at Allison so longingly in all of his scenes, it's like, dude, tone it down. The yeah. whole world can hear how thirsty you are. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yeah, that dude's a creep. And he murdered his family. I know. Like, but now we know why that their their family home was had the reputation it did in game of thrones heron hall yep i'm like oh he started that shit huh oh well, I okay think, i thought they mentioned too in house of dragons that heron hall even even then has a small reputation obviously this fire and everything that happens between now and game of thrones is gonna add to all of that, um, the mystery and and every the curse of Heron Hall. But I thought they mentioned Fair. something within this season that, uh, like it's not cursed yet, but they almost made it. Well, maybe it was more of a like a, a nod that this is going to lead. This is yeah, maybe this was just kind of the precursor to Heron Hall being quote cursed. Yeah, I'm not sure about what his history was before this point, but you know. His father was a real decent guy. He was. Like, and of course, of course great... he's not going to make it. <laughs> right. I should have I should have known. Uh, yep. What yep. a great choice to replace your slimy hand with like a clean one. <laughs> and, and he even he even tries to excuse himself from that position once, you know, it's all figured out that, you know, he's actually the grandfather of uh Renera's children and everything. You know, he was he went in and to try and gracefully quit his job. And I was like, God, fuck, you're such a good dude. And I think it was at that moment. And I was like, well, bye. Right. <laughs> it was nice seeing you. Right. But, you know, um, I think a lot of that trouble could have been sorted out if uh, Lane or Rhaenyra's first husband, mm-hmm. who's totally not into women at all, was just open with his parents about it like i'm Mm -hmm. sure for obvious reasons they would have kept the secret and even with the whole like faking his death thing and and getting away for mutual benefit to him and rhaenyra um he could have at least been honest with them like Mm -hmm. i just 
the grief that those two went through, thinking they lost both their children at that point, she's like, God damn, of course you're going to live because you're a selfish motherfucker. Yeah, I was really hoping at least maybe by the end of this season, Renera would have come clean to Renera's that her son is still alive and living happily ever after. I don't know, Dorn or wherever they can just freely bang. Whatever. Also, then- if he just publicly came out at like one of those things where the king gathers all the lords and just be like, these are my kids. Let's stop talking about it. Boom. Done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. We're going to back up a little bit. So yes, Alicent, I, I agree with you too. Uh, on a lot, like you make a lot of fair points regarding Alicent, and you're absolutely right. You know, she was manipulated, she was groomed by her father. Her father's been manipulating her emotionally, with God knows all those comments like, Oh, you look like your mother. I feel like that's not yeah. only creepy, but also trying to like just tug at that emotional heartstring kind of thing, you know, that emotional manipulation piece. But and then it's, you know, and I get that like once, you know, once the series kicks auto. Uh, out of King's Landing and everything, she's alone and she's scared. But she doubles down and I don't know. I just, when she came out and she was representing Hightower Green and everything about this is the stand that I'm taking. Like on one hand, yay, good for you. But on the other hand, I did not like where obviously that turn ended up going. Mm -hmm. And I, the thing with Alicent that's going to be hard for me to find any kind of redemption was when she was gaslighting her son's rape victim. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're right. That's like the low point. Like she's being her father there. Yeah. And I was like, Oh damn. And it's like, there were like, there were a couple of moments where you could kind of see in Allison's eyes that she hated what she was doing, you know, that's true, but she she still still did did it. And, you know, in this time of duty and <laughs> duty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you said it once and I, I let it go. So that's <laughs> like I, at least one time, you know, <laughs> that it's, you know, you've got these quote rules to play by certain expectations and everything. But I just was like, fuck, that was a bad look. So I, it was at that point where I was like, Allison can get fucked. Fair. So, I mean, sometimes you can do something despicable enough that all the rationalizations for it and all the other good things don't matter anymore. Mm -hmm. But that that was it for me. And but I mean, I what's the actress's name? Emily Clark or something, I think. I don't have since this was all impromptu, I don't have anything written down. So I'm going to look up the Emily Cook. I'm just guessing at this point. <laughs> Insert name later. Olivia Cook. Olivia Cook. Olivia, okay. not Emily. So love her. I think she's doing a really great job. I really love, you know, the Game of Thrones, House of Dragons, and giving us really great people, characters to fucking hate, and mm-hmm. the performances that are being put into those characters to make us hate them so much. You know, yes. from young Joffrey to Ram- despicable ass Ramsey to Allison to Otto, Littlefinger, Littlefinger. I oh. oh, I I do miss hating people from Westeros. So this has been really, really fun and exciting for me. I don't have a lot going on. I agree. I agree, though. It's it's there's there's no other series that has done that 
mm-hmm. to the degree that this has because each one of them like you could each person could have different ranks of who they hate the most and why and like there's layers and layers there where you could justify any ranking mm-hmm. and it's just like but then you can't completely hate some of them because there's all these like undercurrents that aren't so clean right or you're just like but 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 what about this and uh, it's so it's so difficult and Allison was one of those I'm I'm not I'm not a huge fan but I don't hate you um but on the other hand one that wasn't mentioned her son Aegon I hate him yeah he's such a shit but see him I do feel the a little bit pity for because he has said from like the minute we see older Aegon he doesn't want any of this he doesn't want it and he still runs around and acts like an entitled shit he has a nice little homelander moment of jerking off over uh king's king's landing over yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh that's not gonna be the last single flying out that window Oh, good Gross. point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Aegon, I don't I don't like him and but I I have more I feel I have more sympathy for him than I do Alicent. And not completely because he is like I said, he's still a rapist, he's still a piece of shit and but it's again, it's kind of repeating that cycle of these people that are being thrust into these positions that they don't want. Okay, and then so again, how much sympathy him. are we going to have and how much redemption will we allow? And don't get me wrong. I fucking hate Aegon. I hate his brother. What's his brother's name? Aemon. Aim- yes. Do you want the D in the front or in the rear? <laughs> <laughs> Damon Aemon. <laughs> I can't oh. take credit for that. Somebody tweeted it and I thought it was oh, hilarious. Oh, shit. That's a good one. I love it. Um, But here's why I hate Aegon. Mm-hmm. Okay. I get that he doesn't want that and he's not given a choice and that sucks. Yes. But when I don't want the responsibility that goes with my life of privilege that I fully fucking indulged in to the point where I've broken several laws Mm -hmm. and I've done immoral and unethical things just for the hell of it to the point where it's not just that he's raping, you know, servants. Mm -hmm. Um, It's implied that he has many bastard children in the community. Yes. So it stands to reason that several of those are the result of rape as well mm-hmm. or coercion or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Right. But it was implied in the fighting pit for those kids that he's a bit of a pedophile. Oh, was it? Yes. Oh, shit. I missed it. Like, and when they were looking for him and Amond and whichever one of those nights he was with went to the brothels that. Aegon had taken Aemon to when he was a bit younger. Um, it's like, no, his his tastes are a little <gasps> less discerning. And then they go to the child pit. Do you, you yeah, see the implication? Yeah, okay. And yeah, I'm just no, like, you're right. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. Oh, fuck. I must have completely blocked that out. I think I was Plus, a little more caught up in the whole like child fight club, though, too, because that's pretty fucked that's, up. That's pretty brutal, too. And I get, you know, like, okay, sympathetic side. He was forced to marry his sister. That sucks. Not uncommon for the Targaryens, though. Mm-hmm. And he is an awful husband. So you mm-hmm. can't even get that right. Um, and yeah, we could see several um, 
I, a lot of evidence, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, that he's a terrible father, too. Mm-hmm. So, cool. Let's make this guy our king. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, I... I just want to make it very clear that I don't like while I have some sympathies for Aegon, I do not sympathize for him or anything like that because he is a gigantic piece of shit. And the fact that they gave him the um, he's the second of his name. So they gave him Aegon the Conqueror's crown and sword. And the way he has another Homelander moment where he's like, oh, shit, people are cheering for me and they like me. Fuck yeah. yeah. And he, yeah, raises the sword and everything. And he's realizing, like, I can really get away with fucking anything now. All the shit that I was running around doing in Flea Bottom, I can just do what I, I could just be open about it. Fuck it. I'm the king. I, and that's what's I can do it right ter- here on the throne. Pretty much. And that's what's fucking terrifying. And that's what I don't like is that this inflated ego and that entitlement is just going to continue to grow. And he was just going to be Aegon the Terrible. Yep. And then we have his little brother, Aemon, who, on the one hand, I find more agreeable because, you know, he looks he's like actually, a little Matt Smith. <laughs> well, I swear, it's like his <laughs> idolization coming up. But no, um, because, you know, he's actually trying to do his duty as a member of the royal family. Mm-hmm. But he's spiteful mm-hmm. and he's jealous. Mm-hmm. And why? Why can't he just let everything go? But I, I just don't understand. He's like, been taking lessons from Christian Cole. I swear to God, not letting well, shit he, go. He has. Uh, he I mean, was literally, yeah. The, he was probably the best student that Christian Cole had. Mm-hmm. And I refuse to call him sir. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, so it's difficult because I don't hate him as much as I hate Aegon. You know, I think Aegon is Aegon the despicable. Mm-hmm. Like, just, I don't know. Aemon's kind of pitiful in a way. Like, See, you are I- so caught up in things that are either out of your control or happened in the past and you were at fault for too mm-hmm. that you can't, you know, like, live your life. Mm-hmm. I, I'm so, I feel sorry for you, but you don't need to be a dick about it. And it's like, at first, you know, here I am, I'm getting ready to feel sorry for a poor little Eamon. He doesn't have a dragon. He's being teased by his cousin brothers or whatever the fuck, cousin brother uncles. And they do the whole like pig thing and with the wings and he gets mad. And I'm like, oh, that's not nice, you guys. And then he goes and fucking hijacks the biggest dragon that belonged to the one old Valerian lady. What was her name? I'm going to be terrible with names, so I apologize. Well, she wasn't old. Uh, well, no, but she was of Leonor. old Yes. Damon's second wife? Yes. Leonor's sister? Yes. Thank you. So we'll go with that. Um, <laughs> Whatever you just said is correct. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, so she, you know, she dies and she goes out like a fucking badass queen and I loved it. But then, yeah, Eamon goes and hijacks her fucking dragon. And it's like, okay, on one hand, like, cool, good for you. You showed them. And then he comes back acting like a fucking shit. And Mm -hmm. he's all bullying and instigating everything. And him losing his eyeball is his own goddamn fault. Those poor little bastard boys were just trying to defend themselves. They were just trying to defend their cousins, too. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, Damon and Liana's daughters. Like, they just lost their mother. They didn't even get a chance to see if they could bond, or if the one could bond with the dragon. Yeah. Like, 
um, you know, it felt like they had two losses in very quick succession. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Rhaenyra's kids, as Eamon calls them, the strong boys, um, mm-hmm. were were there to support them and console them and, yes, defend them. And Eamon's the one who turned it into a physical confrontation. Yeah. Eamon threatened to kill one of them first. Yeah. And he probably would have if... Lucerus so for those Luke, pesky Luke kids. hadn't hadn't gone and sliced off his his eye like mm-hmm. I, I don't know it's it's like dude you kind of brought that on yourself be grateful that you only lost one eye and that that you got a gigantic fucking dragon yeah exactly and I thought when he said later that it was a fair trade an eye for a dragon that he was gonna let that go and then we get to see adult Eamon and I'm like well, that was a lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just really holding on to that. And just that was that was so obnoxious because yeah, Tim and I are just like, dude, it's been fucking years. Let it go. And it's all your fault anyways. Shut up. And yeah, you got the biggest dragon that we know of so far. Right. Yeah. Those fucking those older Targaryen boys. What are you going to do? Tune in to season two. I want to go back real quick because uh, I want to bring up that there's some Three's Company moments in this season. This this series is very much like based on miscommunication, <laughs> which is Isn't every it, single episode of Three's Company. Miscommunication, a misunderstanding, telephone gone wrong kind of thing. So first we have when in the, in the beginning, when uh, Sir Christian Coldhearted Snake is... Uh, talking to Alicent and she's talking about and Alicent is trying to get information about what supposedly happened with Rhaenyra and Damon in the brothel but Rhaenyra and Christian has are have already fucked and so they're having a conversation about two different things until it's revealed that oh talking about banging Christian Cole and then of course the series and on his deathbed with Alicent thinking that he was talking to Rhaenyra and being all like, I believe in uh, the prophecy or whatever, and I believe it is your 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 son that is going to be, you know, the song of ice and fire and everything. And so then that's obviously what pushes Allison to push Aegon to ascend and all that bullshit. But mm-hmm. I was like, this is the most thirst company shit I've ever fucking seen. Oh, my right? God. And then I couldn't help but laugh at kind of the ridiculousness of that. You know, and then, of course, we get the final confrontation between Aemon and the one strong boy kid. Which one Luke. was that one? Luke? Lucerus. Lucerus, yep. And the, oops, played too rough, I accidentally killed you. My bad. <laughs> like, what kind of Looney Tune shit is this? <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I love it, and I'm eating it up. But let's yeah. call it so what it is. is- this was a controversial moment because this was one of the creative changes that they they made. So, like in the manuscript, so to speak, it told more that the death was intentional, and that oh. following the death, Aemon finds Luke's body and takes out both of his eyes. Oh, like he's already dead at this point, but he mm-hmm. removes the eyes. And in the show, they they made it more accidental. Like, yeah, he was just bullying, you know, trying to intimidate him and everything. But then uh, Luke 
couldn't control his much younger and probably frightened dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, and it blasted some very like non impactful fire into Vagar's face. Mm-hmm. And Vagar was like, Oh, fuck you. I don't care if I'm older, bigger, more mature, whatever. I'm just going to eat you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and did that. But like, I swear, it must have been in tune to some degree, even if in this version, Damon, or I'm sorry, Eamon, uh, didn't seem to not want to kill Luke. Like, part of him did. And I swear the dragon knew it. And, you know, there's been threads throughout the show, like when, when, um, the dragon riders are, you know, under emotional duress or, you know, physical duress, their dragons can kind of feel it too. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if Vagar picked up on that and was just like, I'll take care of this for you. Cause he didn't, he didn't bite the dragon's head off. He, he went straight for Luke. Yep. Yep. I Even though the dragon that. spit fire like, yeah. at his face. So I was like, huh, okay, maybe maybe it's playing on that. I don't know. But the fact that it was an accident and then Eamon did that oh shit face afterwards, uh-huh. I was like, oh, okay. So he's not as ruthless as he was painted to be? Well, I think he still is. I, I think this is mostly unintentional. I think you have a good point that maybe Vagar picked up on some of um, Eamon's vibes, angry vibes, angsty vibes, murder my cousin, uncle, brother vibes, Uh, Mm -hmm. whatever the fucking relation is. I don't know. I don't know anymore. (laughs) I don't know. That shit is looking like a wreath and I can't keep up. But Oh, God, I I feel like we should draw this now. (laughs) I don't want to. It's just it's a really big circle. (laughs) What shape will we make today? See, that's why the dragons are like around. I don't know. Never mind. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I I think for the most part, it was unintentional. But I think there was something just under the surface or maybe just something Eamon wasn't ready to admit to himself, which would seem kind of odd since he's kind of dancing this line of uh, being just brutal. But he's still only he's still only supposed to be like a kid. Even though dude looks like he's in his twenties, it's because he is. Yeah, but I mean the, the character, actor. Is... Yeah, but the character is still supposed to be young, only a few years hmm. older than the strong kids, right? Yeah, I I enjoyed watching the uh, dance of the dragons, the dragon fight. That was really fun and really kind of cool to watch. Uh, we have the issue of our screen. No matter how much I fuck with. Uh, the colors and the tones and saturations and all of that. Game of Thrones on our on our living room TV comes through really, really dark. So we've had to like turn off all the hmm. lights. And then that that has helped a lot to be able to see some of those darker scenes when they're down like in tunnels and or in a storm or anything. So that so I was so we were able to watch that and that was a lot of fun and really and really kind of enjoyable. And I was kind of sitting there watching it thinking like if anything else, if nothing else this show has given us the dragons that we kind of missed out on in Game of Thrones. I loved the dragons, especially in the later seasons when they got all big and everything. Uh, But I thought, you know, definitely one of them went out like a chump. So I'm like, I'm glad we get to see dragons being badasses and that there's so many of them. And they all look so different. Yeah. And they sound different. Someone, someone commented 
on a tweet and they called Damon's Dragon Noodle Boy. Because <laughs> his neck is so long. And I'm just like, yes. Think yes. of how many bow ties it could fit. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody needs to figure that out and draw it. Now. <laughs> yes, please. But yeah, the finale, I was expecting something more Game of Thronesy. I was a little disappointed in what we were given. And I was actually hoping well, to see Rhaenyra just fucking lose it. And I get it. Whatever. It makes sense. But I wanted more bloodshed. <laughs> I wanted more death. <laughs> I can assure you there will be next season. And like you mentioned that you liked the Dance of the Dragons. That was like a precursor. The real oh. dance. The real dance is coming. And I am so excited for it. Ooh. Because oh my god, you're oh excited god. for something Game of Thrones related. How long has that been? I hope they do it justice. Because oh my god, it's going to be amazing if they do. It, mm. it it really is. Um, but ah, uh, jeez, you know, <laughs> ah, jeez, <laughs> ah, jeez, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't hate the finale because I I had to think about this a bit. But we did get kind of the classic Game of Thrones style, right? The finale left us off at a, a cliffhanger that kind of took a step back to that setup again for the next launching point, mm-hmm. which is what the earlier seasons of Game of Thrones did. That is because true. We had our most controversial episodes of the earlier seasons. I believe it was almost consistently episode nine. Yeah, the penultimate episodes. Yes, right. They would always like emotionally destroy us on episode nine, and then ten was maybe not quite healing, but like that kind of moving forward now. Like yeah, like here stuff we broke still you happened. And, yeah, but it was kind of okay. We're setting up again. Yeah, here's the cliffhanger we're going to leave you at. Yeah, and I feel like the first season of of house of the dragon did that because you know um we had some interesting developments in in episode nine right yeah yeah but then in a way this was kind of a departure for the finale because something still majorly significant happened from a action death drama standpoint right yeah Yeah. so i i wasn't disappointed with it at all um I was wondering, like, if they were going to inform Rhaenyra about Luke's death in that episode, or if that was going to be, like, the opening Mm, to the mm -hmm. next season. And the way that they did it was super surprising, because you'd never, like, heard the conversation, or how they found out, or, like, you know, saw their faces. So they had to rely entirely on body language to pull that scene off, and it Mm -hmm. was brilliant. And then I found out Matt Smith. That was came his up idea. with that idea and I'm just like I love you mm-hmm. <laughs> oh I know I loved I I thought that was beautifully done and I mm-hmm. thought they did a really amazing job with their body language and conveying that that heart-shattering moment for Rhaenyra and you could feel that and you knew you know like that whole the way that whole scene is filmed with with Damon walking in and across that the coolest table i've ever fucking seen no just marshmallows right on the son of a bitch i want it i know me too we saw once they shoved like all the candles under under it and the table lit up timmy timmy was just like damn i was like i don't think stannis knew it could do that (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't think so either. <laughs> Fucking Stannis. I hate Stannis. Yeah, we all hate Stannis. <laughs> but long live the Onion Knight. Um. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Matt Smith as Damon. So yes, he he kind of engineered that scene in that moment. And then another one that was not scripted was, oh my God, the most stressful walk to the throne I've ever seen uh, was dying Viserys uh, walking to the throne and he's climbing the steps and then the crown falls. And so Damon picks it up and does all of that. And it's a very emotional, really wonderfully shot scene. And that was all, the, the crown was not supposed to fall off. And so that was just all Matt Smith staying in character and Patty, uh, what's his last name, who played Viserys, still rolling with it. And I thought mm -hmm. it was a very impactful moment. And I thought you wouldn't know that it was unscripted by watching that scene. And you thought like, right. like it left me thinking like this is this is the start of them really patch it, like kind of coming together as brothers again after all these years and, and all that shit. Those two. The actors, Patty and Matt, mm -hmm. are far and away best performances in the show, in my opinion. And that's not to take away from the actresses who played um, Rhaenyra and Allison, because they did a great job as well. Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't expect going into it to feel so much emotion for Viserys Targaryen, mm -hmm. especially when we previously met a Viserys Targaryen, mm -hmm. who was an absolute dickhead. Mm -hmm. Um, so to see that, and they they did it visually as well, and like there were all these little things that were woven in that kind of foreshadowed everything, like the first cut of his hand on the throne, mm -hmm. or like Damon telling him he's weak, uh, and all that. Like it's just so well woven together, and this was a creative departure for the show that uh, I really appreciated. And I think uh, George R. R. Martin actually came out and said he did too. Mm. It's like Viserys dies of old age in the story and like he has gout. So he's not a healthy person, you know, overindulges that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, he's a soft, benevolent, weak kind of king, um, but also very much lives to excess in his own way mm -hmm. so where this was reimagined as like illness driven and playing into the symbolism of like getting cut by the iron throne meaning that it's rejecting you or that you're too weak to rule like all that stuff going on what i thought it was just so well done and mm -hmm. patty really pulled it off like yeah. he's he's amazing and for for matt smith as Damon to hold his own on uh, a performance as strong as that, like so much credit to Matt Smith. Like maybe this is the moment where the masses kind of see what he's capable of as an actor. He's not just the adorable doctor. Mm -hmm. So speaking of the adorable doctor and the, why the hell is he so damn sexy Damon? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah, I I admit I was confused by this. It was just very like, confusing. This is not how I've seen Matt Smith. I mm -mm. I I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> so as as listeners may or may not know, Laura and I have a villain kink. 
is the only way it's, to put it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. We do. And I'm not ashamed of that. And it's not all villains, because as we've just discussed, there are several people in the show that we hate and despise for very mm-hmm. valid reasons, even if they're objectively pretty, like Kristen Cole. Anyway, mm-hmm. or Allison. Here, we have, here we have Damon. Yeah, she's gorgeous. Um, but here we have Damon. And we know he is not a good person. Mm-hmm. He just does good things sometimes. Yeah. Like, just sometimes. Nonetheless, I'm like, I really like this guy. And, you know, there's the whole incestuous age difference relationship and all that stuff, too. And I'm just like, why isn't this bothering me? It bothered me so much with the <laughs> Lannisters. Why isn't this bothering me? When it was, when it was. When it was Daenerys and Jon Snow, and Jon didn't know who he was, and I'm like, uh, I'm like, dude, that's your aunt. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and here, here I am, practically shipping a couple on like the same circumstances, and I'm just like, yeah, what's happened to me? What's wrong with me? Like, and yeah. Matt Smith comes swaggering into the oh throne room as David, even with that ridiculous Targaryen wig on, and I'm just like, "Oh, oh, what, what's going on here?" Uh-huh. And then the more impulsively bad shit he does, like, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just like, "Yeah." <laughs> uh, I 100 agree with all of that. <laughs> There was, you know, yeah, he does his swagger into the throne room in like the first episode or whatever. And it's like, I've seen that swagger. He's done that as the doctor. But not quite. But like more adorable, like cuter. And this time there was like, there was something about the swagger that commanded my attention. (laughs) Commanded my pants. No. Uh That's the line of it. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) But I mean, all jokes aside, it kind of did because I was like, "Wait, what's happening? Why am I having these impure thoughts about the doctor?" Yeah, about about someone that wants to yeah fuck his fourteen-year-old niece. And I was like, none of that is okay. And yet it's okay. <laughs> but I'm also like, I know what River was talking about now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, she had this all to herself for all that time. Good for her. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Because you know how much I love River mm-hmm. uh, in Doctor Who. It's just, I'm just like, oh, I, I think I get it now. And I had a conversation with friends about this. Well, we were watching Babylon 5 and, uh, you know, one of them was like, I've always seen him that way. You haven't? And I'm like, how? He was just so cute as the doctor. It just kind of, it, you know, he's such a baby. And Yeah, he's not. He's not cute in the show at all. He's not like, no, he's not cute in House of the Dragons, but there is something just devilishly sexy about him. But as Dr. Who, he is just adorably sweet. (laughs) He's just so adorable. But he does have his scary moments. But even during his, like, more, quote, ruthless moments, nothing compared to to a Damon moment. 
It was right, still, right. it was and more like, yeah, this is this is the doctor. This is the guy you this is the person you don't fuck with. This is who they are. When you done pissed them off, you talk too much shit about their mama, their mama's best friend, whatever. But it was never like, um, yeah, let's get them angry and let's see that come out. Yeah, I always saw it kind of grandfathery and yeah. Doctor Who. Because like when he was angry, you're like, oh no, I made grandpa mad. And he's like <laughs> old school discipline. Or when he wasn't, it's like, I I half expect you to pull a word of out of your pocket and give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Could you just see him, like, crinkling the wrapper, just making too much of a fuss with it? And then, yeah. Look what I got for you. (laughs) But, you know, it's also his posture. Because his posture in Doctor Who, he sometimes did a more hunched over thing. And then all his hand movements and gestures were along the lines of something you would maybe see from someone that was older. Or you would associate with someone that's older. Whereas... When we're introduced to Damon in House of the Dragon, he's still young. He's still really feisty and spicy and fiery and all of that and going out and just murdering all the murderers and rapists of Flea Bottom and, yeah. and King's Landing and everything. So he's definitely more like uh, impulsive and <laughs> sexy. <laughs> so he's got that, but he has that kind of younger, more dangerous, more... Uh, spontaneous kind of feel vibe to him. Whereas as the doctor, he's eventually 900 years old, you know, and then yeah. everything in the day of the doctor and, you know, the one that forgets and the one that regrets and all of that. Right. But at the same time, I mean, he's not, he's not nice about it. And I think people forgot that in the finale when he had that scene where he, choked Rhaenyra for a bit there Mm -hmm. in his anger but I'm like this is the guy that made a joke about his dead dead nephew nephew on the day he was born yeah this is the guy that left a younger Rhaenyra pants down in the belly of a brothel Mm -hmm. uh you know (laughs) this this is the guy that cared more about his ambition than you know anyone at at points but outside of those moments he kills his first wife yeah he just that too like but outside of those moments for the family he does care about like he's he is fiercely loyal to them and you see how like the little moments where he's protective of Viserys when Viserys is Mm -hmm. lingering towards death or or you see his tension when his kids are threatened or or demeaned in some way, and not just his kids, but Rhaenyra's kids, mm-hmm. you know, and like, yes, he will choke Rhaenyra. It's in character for him to do that. And people who have fallen for him need to remember who they've fallen for. Oh, I remembered. <laughs> <laughs> but Sorry. what I noticed with family was he never took it over the edge. Mm -hmm. he never actually killed any of them he never tried to kill anyone of them he might have come close but he didn't do it Mm -hmm. so he does have that line i just don't think it is drawn where people expect it to be drawn sure that makes sense oh my gosh all right i just want to kind of finish real quick with uh rhaenyra and any other thoughts on the series um I, I thought that his final, like his last supper was an amazing mm-hmm. scene. 
just really impactful. I can't say enough good things about his character and how he was played. Mm -hmm. I loved Viserys. I love that he's Viserys the Peaceful, that this whole time during his reign has been, it's been peaceful. He's, He's the boring king. And I love that. I love that he went against everybody and named his daughter the heir, even though that's not how things used to be done or were always done. And so Mm -hmm. I couldn't help but wonder while watching at least the first half of the season, I was like, maybe this is why they called Targaryens mad and crazy. was because Viserys was all for equality and pushing women into power and letting them have power. Yeah, just another reason, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And so that was something I said to my husband that made me laugh, but... That's really all it's about as long as I'm laughing. So I love right. the series. Uh, Patty Constantine does an amazing job. And I I loved this character. And it was sad to see him go. But he did an amazing job. The Last Supper that really, again, I've never been so stressful to see a person walk. Ever. I was, not even me? No. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I am more than fine with watching you struggle for a little bit as per our fishing with has no boundaries volunteer day and trying to get your wristband on and the staff <laughs> offered great. the staff had offered to give her a hand and I was like, "No, no. Let's see how this goes." And everyone <laughs> laughed and we had a really great day, but <laughs> well, it was a good day. But yeah, I I loved the series. It was a total bummer. And yeah, you see how uh, Damon is still fiercely loyal to his brother because he's like, he's been poisoned. They've been poisoning him, you know, because he right away was like, how did he die? You know, kind of who was there and jumps to they fucking murdered him. And someone had pointed out uh, on on Twitter that where we, when we see King Viserys um, as the walking dead sitting there and he's taken off half the mask which mm-hmm. also was very reminiscent of Game of Thrones series and his gold crown. Right. Which I loved that. But someone had pointed out that Viserys in House of Dragons, his right side is the side that was all decayed and was missing the eyeball. And that was the side that the Hightower sat on. And then when Rhaenyra and Daemon came home, they were on his left and that was his healthier side. Oh, uh, yeah. So huh. I was like... Interesting. I was like, that's beautiful. It's right on the nose. And I can't believe I fucking missed it. Thank you, Twitter. For Rhaenyra, I liked Rhaenyra. I wanted... It's kind of weird because I love... I like this character. I -hmm. like where she ended up. But I felt like there should have been more for her. And maybe that's just what we'll see in the next season. Because again, season one... In Westeros is all about setting up the setting the stage and getting the players, the pieces into place so that they can we can really start with the whole back and forth with the chess and the dancing and the dragons and the ice and the fire. Yeah, I think we're about to see Rhaenyra unleashed. And I think it's gonna be terrifying. And I think for the people who sympathize or see her as a protagonist, they're going to have some very mixed emotions. Mm-hmm. about some of the things that her and Damon do. Um, but it's going to be so exciting to see that part of her character. And, you know, there has been foreshadowing to that as well. And not just in her attraction to Damon, but 
even her father said that she and Damon are cut from the same cloth. She has more of the dragon in her. You know, she most definitely does. And we've seen it pretty well restrained so far. Oh, yeah. She's not restrained anymore. No, no. I do love, I love and respect how she really took what her father said to heart about keeping the realm together and in peace and how she doesn't just react to uh, Alicent's actions and ascending Aegon and everything while everyone else around her, even Damon, is like, let's burn the fuckers. Yeah, and I like that too because the... Again, the written work um, suggests that she's not so honorable and level-headed. So it was good to see that. Again, one of those creative changes that I agree with. But now that that the, uh, I guess, the fetters are off, so to speak, I can't wait to see, like, how how far they take this. It's going to be really interesting. Yeah. Her face, that that final shot of her just like you see the veins popping, you see that she's she's fucking done. She has had That's it. The single tear, the single tear. You know, it. She kind of reminded me of like one of the memes. It's like a kid sitting in class, and it looks like he's holding his breath, but like his face is all red and strained, and you can see the veins, and he looks just really, really stressed out. That's what that kind of reminded me. That level of like intensity of like holding something in. Or I'm going to burst. So mm-hmm. I thought her face said, burn them all. Yeah. I thought her face said a lot. I thought it said heartbreak and then, yeah, anger, burn them all, and just ready to just explode like wildfire. So I I can't wait. I hope we don't have to wait too fucking long. For season two, I'm so sick of this, like, waiting two years, a year and a half for my next season. I'm pretty sure they said two years. Fucking assholes. Pitter-patter. I need this shit now. <laughs> so that the actors are a bit older. Oh, so now it's intentional. Whatever. So, I don't know. Maybe they need time to write it. But Okay. <laughs> what was the funniest moment of the show for you? Oh, the funniest moment? Mm-hmm. I don't know. You go first. Maybe it's the same one. Uh, how about the Baratheon Lord not being able to read? Oh, yes, of course. Those fucking I Baratheons. Like, I was like, damn, you're you're a lord. You're supposed to be educated. What the heck? Yep. And I didn't even pick up on that right away. So it wasn't in, when, you know, Baratheon asked for the maester. I was like, was he got an itch or something? And Timmy's like, dude can't read. And I was like, fucking Baratheons. Jesus Christ. Right. I did get a kick out of hearing, you know, just all the names and places that we became familiar with through Game of Thrones. So Stark, Winterfell, the Eerie, the Vale, like the Riverlands. I'm just like, we we're going on a field trip next season. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are we going to see the phrase? Are they going to be as just god awful as... As they were in Game of Thrones. Uh, anyway. <laughs> About what? Like, winter is Just, coming? No, the oh. Walder Frey, you know? Oh, uh, Walder Frey. Ugh. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how old he was, so maybe he's not in this, but I wonder if, like, his ancestors are as gross as he is. <laughs> I would assume so. Because they can... did... They did mention something in one of the final two episodes. I can't remember which one about the Riverlands being mm-hmm. crucial. And... 
the Freys have some of that and the Tullys have some of that. Yeah. So. Yep. And it was crucial in, you know, Game of Thrones for a while. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Well, I think, I think that is plenty for a mini bubble. <laughs> We can absolutely come back and do a full-ass episode and go deeper into a lot of these characters and touch up on some of the ones that we may have missed or kind of kind of glossed over. Because I, I feel like we could have had more to say about Larry's... Um, Larry's from a... You just went Bond villain on us? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Also, honorable mentions to Rhaenys and yes. to a lesser extent Corliss. I enjoyed yes. their relationship and I, I like Rhaenys a lot. I like Renice a lot too. And definitely in those last couple episodes, we got a huge kick at how she wasn't going to bend the knee or bow to anybody. And she's just standing there very stoic, like in the last episode, like just doing her own thing. And then, I mean, and of course, coming up out of the dragon pit, because you can't have any kind of ceremony, anything in King's Landing or in Westeros without shit going sideways eventually. Yeah, so I love all that she death. was. I wasn't. I love that she was willing to kill an un, uncounted number of peasants and <laughs> common folk, but she wouldn't burn the damn traitors. <laughs> but she did have that point of this isn't her war to throw, you know, to initiate. That's, that's fair. So that's. I think that's a very nice show of restraint and maturity, really. But they did lock her in a tower for a while. I mean, that right there would have been enough for my petty ass to light them on fire, but (laughs) I'm petty. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we're go ahead. We'll go ahead and wrap this up. And yeah, maybe we'll be back. We'll do another part two mini bubble or something. Who the fuck knows? We'll see. Um, But before we go, so Laura, now that House of the Dragons is over, what is going to be streaming in your bubble? I don't know. Mm. No, I really, I really don't know. I, I don't know what to watch right now, and it's a weird feeling. Oh no! Maybe do some comfort rewatchings for a little bit until you, till something really kind of jumps out at you. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. What about you, though? I'm not really sure. Well, we're gonna have we'll ha- we're gonna probably start on uh, the Walking Dead because I have not been staying current on that that's okay i've had my i've had issues but it's the last season and i need to see it through at this point because i'm just i'm kind of i get like that sometimes mm-hmm. um but otherwise i probably oh yeah dairy girls i'll probably start on season three of dairy girls i love that show all right well on that note laura i want to thank you for joining me today for this impromptu mini bubble and uh, to gush about uh, Matt Smith as Damon Targaryen and then the rest of the people in this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the secondary character. The secondary. It's fine. You know, so we've got the dragons and then we've got Damon <laughs> Targaryen and then the other folks. Noodle boy. <laughs> Noodle boy. <laughs> Again, thank you, Laura, for joining me. Thank you, Bubblies, for listening to this extended mini bubble. And keep streaming. Bye. Bye.